Welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. Thank you for joining us for another discussion on Sabad Hajare Bat Shahi Dasvi. This is the fourth podcast episode in a series of 11. So I hope you've been following along with us. My name is Jocelyn Kaur. I'm a research associate at Sikri, and I'm joined today by Harinder Singh, co-founder of the Sikh Research Institute and innovation director. Fateh Harinder Singh, how are you? I'm good. And Vaigurji ka khalsa, Vaigurji ki fateh. So before we get into the conversation, as always, I'm going to play Harjinder Singh's recitation. Uh, Harjinder Singh is a research associate in Gurbani Linguistics. And then I'll get into reading the translation and we'll begin the conversation. A note about Harjinder Singh's pronunciation in these recordings. Um, his pronunciation follows the most simple and non-discretionary pattern meant for the masses, so he's pronouncing it the way it's inscribed. Let's take a listen. Vaheguruji ka khalsa, Vaheguruji ki fatah, Ram kali patisahi dasmi, Prani param purukhu pagilago. सोवते कहा मोह निंद्रा मैं कब हूँ सुचित हुए जागो रहाओ भावरण कहा उपदेश तह पासु तोहे प्रबोध ना लागो सिंचित कहा परे बिखियन कहा कब हो बिखरस त्यागो केवल कर्म परम से चीन हो धर्म कर्म अनुरागो संग्रह करो सदा सिमरन को परम पाप तज पागो जाते दुख पाप नह पेटे काल जालते तागो जाओ सुख चाहो सदा सबन काओ तौ हर के रस पागो वाहे गुरु जी का खालसा वाहे गुरु जी की फतह नाउ दैट वी हर्ड हरजिंदर सिंह्स रेसिटेशन आई विल रीड द इंग्लिश ट्रांसलेशन एंड वी गेट इनटू द कन्वर्सेशन रामकली सोवरेन 10 O being, attached to the feet of the Supreme Being, why are you asleep in attachment sleep? Awaken some time to be attentive. Pause, reflect. O animal-like, why do you preach to others? You are not attached to the teachings. Why are you collecting the poisons? When will you renounce the flavor of poisons? Realize performing only the deeds as an illusion. Love the principled deeds. Always collect the remembrance. Run away from the great sin, such that you don't submit to the pain and the sin. You must confront the death web. If you always want all kinds of comforts, 
then drench yourself in the flavor of HUD-1. So her and they're saying, I thought we could start um, with just like sort of an exploration of the title you chose for this translation. Um, so the title that we have listed as mentor specified, and then the sort of sub question is who is the best mentor? Um, so if you could get into that and a little bit about sort of the word choice difference in this initial line, because the first two Shabbat started with addressing the mind, and we have a shift here now to addressing the being and, and giving us sort of instruction on how to get ourselves out of our current conditions. So I was wondering if you could kind of expound on that a little bit. Sure. So Guru Gobind Singh Sahib here is uh, starting to use the word prani instead of the word man. And that's what you're alluding to, Yasmin. So prani is the being, the human beings, people. And when it comes to people part, they're going to be something more than the mind, which means our physical body also comes into play. So as I understand this Rahul line, what Guru Gobind Singh Sahib is doing is he is contextualizing for us in an Indic tradition, what does it mean to be attached to somebody's feet? Because feet is physical. And then we're going to get into the meaning behind it. And it's not just Indic, you know, the whole South Asian, even in diasporas, you see this, there is something about the feet element. And you'll see this, that even today, they'll say, bend down towards your elders or some spiritual people or whoever else uh, your family or tribe respects. And they actually physically touch their feet with their hands. Uh, it is basically a mark of respecting them. Uh, in the case of learners and seekers, it's actually a gesture of completely submitting to learn from them, which implies that your ego is also submitted. But you know, these, is, these are become more of rituals, right? And even earlier, they were rituals. But for seekers, they are not just rituals. So what Guru Gobind Sahib is doing here is he's saying, look, this is a tough journey in this world. It, it can be dreadful because we do get scared of certain things. And it is like a world ocean, which means it's very deep. And we get caught up in some very deep stuff, deep relationship, deep problems, deep you fill in the blank. And how are we going to be free? How are we going to get liberated here? And he's saying you can get liberated by clinging to a particular kind of a feat, a particular entity's feat, what we generally call divine feat. Uh, sometimes in Indic tradition and in Guru Granth Sahib and other places, it's also called lotus feet because feet is an attitude of humility. You know, it's a humbleness which is coming there. What it really means is that you will be guided by and you'll be directed by this entity. And what Guru Gobind Singh Sahib does in, a, in his, again, it's Rag Ramkali as well. So he says the Parampurak, the supreme being, is the one we really need to be getting mentored by. We really need to be clinging to the feet of the one. And this is what is being told to the individuals because we are at sleep and we need to come out of this slumber, this sleep. And at some point, in Punjabi, they even say that, which means at some point you'll get up, right? And that's when you will be attentive. And that's where we are asked to pause. Are we sleeping? And if you're sleeping, we cannot be attentive. Uh, and if you, if you want to learn how to do all of that, then the best mentor available to us, available according to Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj, and you see this all throughout Gurbani, in Guru Granth Sahib, including Guru Nanak, that it is all about Ekko Ankar. So the, the best mentor, the supreme mentor, 
available to us, available to all the gurus, including Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj, is the one, the one who is whose mentorship we all need to be seeking. Yeah, that's really helpful because I was going to ask about the feet um, because this comes up so much. And I think like it's hard to not take it kind of literally and and to sort of relate it to, yeah, what I've seen sort of showing respect by touching people's feet. Um, so this element of humility and actually um, seeking mentorship from the, the being whose feet you are attaching yourself to is something that I think I, I didn't understand just from my initial reading. Um, so that was really helpful. And, and this mention of being asleep, I think comes up so much oh. Bonnie. And I was wondering if you could kind of elaborate on what it means to be asleep versus awake. I think like this is a thing that comes up enough that, that it would be helpful for all of us to to dive into it. I think this is, so this is a universal thing, right? We use this in English in the similar way. I mean, there's a literal meaning and there's a figurative meaning. Literally, we all understand sleeping is when you are resting, you know, when you are not awake. Now, you apply it figuratively. What does it mean? That we are in ignorance. We don't know what we are doing. And we say that too. <laughs> are you at sleep? You know, in that sense... We know when we are referring to physical sleep and when we are referring to actually in an ignorant state of mind, you know? So this is the ignorant state of mind. This is where uh, Nindra word is used, you know, uh, in, in the actual Shabad, the, the phrase is sovat kaha moho nindra You're actually, why are you at sleep? Uh, in the sleep of attachment. So attachment word, moho gets uh, introduced here, which also tells us that our ignorance is born primarily because we are too attached to certain things, which means we are not allowing ourselves to become attentive or not allowing other things to provide us a bigger or a wholer picture. And in, in the context of Sabad Hajare, uh, that bigger picture is the larger separation, not just our separation from the people we like or things we like. Mm. It is the separation from the one, yeah. the hedger, and the, uh, that attentiveness that demands cannot come unless you have a better mentoring. And that best mentoring for that is from the divine, the Ikhoankar, the one, or in this suburb, uh, Paramparuk, the mm -hmm. supreme being. So the being gets, you know, Prani, Prani is the one with the breath, the being. And Paramparuk is the being with the capital B. That wordplay is also happening. Yeah, that's really that's really helpful. I think um, it kind of brings me into the next line because I'm interested in this, like, the beginning says, oh, being, right? We're addressed as beings. And then two lines later, the guru calls us animal-like and asks us why we're preaching to others. The guru says, you're not attached to the teachings. Why are you collecting the poisons? When will you renounce the flavor of poisons? Like these, to me, I'm interested in the invocation of us as beings and us as animal-like as like sort of offering like a potentiality that we have versus whatever our current state is. And the reason I say potentiality is because in that same initial line about us as beings and being addressed in that way, the way that Ikonkar is referenced is as the supreme being. And I think that that feels really like we're tied 
to the supreme being we're beings and we are tied to the supreme being in some way so we have this potentiality so i was interested in like what you think about those two addresses coming so close together um and then also like what what it means to be sort of attached to poisons as an animal like being like what are these poisons that are being referred to so it's a yeah. two-parter so I, the best way for me to understand this is if I allow, if I personally allow Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj to be my mentor, you know, while he's telling me the best mentor is the Supreme Being, because I don't have that understanding of Supreme Being. So for this particular, uh, these two issues, you know, in fact, I wrote this in the commentary that what is the sovereign asking the animal in me? An animal in me is what? That foolish, the ignorant beast within me, the one which is sleeping in this attachment. So remember the mentors can talk to you if you are allowing, if the protege had accepted them as a mentor, right? So I am I allowing Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj to tell me this? And I'm saying I am allowing it. And when he uses the word pus, I am writing it to be animal-like. He actually said pus, which means pasu-like, which means animal-like, which means, that our intrinsic being is just like divine. Somehow, because we are at a sleep in these attachments, we have become animal-like. Mm. You know, and when we become animal-like, we like to preach to others. And so that's what we do. Instead of changing the ignorance and the foolishness, the beastliness within ourselves, within me. You know, so and if I'm preaching to others and not following it myself. You know, I'm questioning, do I even believe in those teachings or this is a game? You know, the advice which I'm being given, is it affecting me? Is it changing my behavior? Because it's not changing my behavior, I keep collecting poisons. Bik, mm -hmm. the word is bik. Bikhaya is poison, literally, which we interpret as being the vices which are controlling us. In fact, mm -hmm. not just controlling it, we nurture them. You know, we want to collect more. We want to buy more. We want a particular sexuality more. We want particular kind of pride to come more, which means it's more, more, more. It's indulgences of the five, you know, the calm, cruel, low, mohankar, as we call them. So the poisons are what? The ones which keep us at sleep. <laughs> things which keep us in this attachment, accumulation of things which continue our separation. And, and I'm being questioned here, you know, I'm being questioned as to why am I nurturing these vices within me? And at some point, will I stop nurturing them? And which means, you know, I enjoy these flavors. The word rus got used again. But now the word rus is used in conjunction with uh, that that we we are we are collecting bikharas. Earlier it was namras, right? Now it's bikharas, the poisonous flavors. So if that's what I'm nurturing, that's what I'm enjoying, that's what I'm indulging in, then they will continue to go. Essentially, our cravings are not stopping. So the poison refers to really the vices and the desires which keep us at a sleep. Hmm. And the animal part in us is that we are not becoming attentive, as the Rahau line called it. So the animal is just happy with uh, status quo and making their bellies bigger, their status bigger, their pride bigger. Uh, 
And if we stay like this, then our separation won't end. It will continue because we are happy with that sleep. We are happy with that ignorant state. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think this also sort of brings me to the next line because because based on what you said, right, like then my initial reaction would be, okay, well, how do I, how do I like come out of this? And there is like a, a distinction that's being made in the next line. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's the next line actually, but where the guru says realize performing only the deeds as an illusion, mm. love the principled deeds. And so it's like, there is some distinction that's being made for us to kind of think about of like, what deeds are we actually doing and what would it mean to, to commit or participate in principled deeds. And so I wanted to know like how you think of those um, two things, like what is the distinction between those two things? Because it feels like pretty practical and instruction, but I don't even know. I don't think I know what the difference is. Yeah. So look, the context, right? Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj is looking at the South Asian context at the time, which actually has become pretty global now because everyone talks about karams. The karmic theory is part of the karams, the deeds as well, right? So here, and what is the, what is the phrase at the time, which continues to be used today, even politically manipulated by saying we are only dharmics. And he plays with those words. He says, you can only keep talking about the deeds you do but at some point, you'll have to figure out it is not just the karam. It is the taram karam anurago. When will you fall in love with the taram karam? And taram, you know, you can call it faith, religion, righteousness. We'll just stick to the word principle. And that's why I call it the principle deeds. Why get into the debate of particular school of thought? The larger idea for people, for prani, for beings in this world is we believe according to our current belief system that I am doing certain things. And what Guru Sahib is doing, well, we are all doing certain things. But have you thought about what are you really doing? Are these in accordance with your taram, whatever your idea of taram is? Because we actually don't pause to say that. We uh, So principal deeds is what, what will change our behavior, which means uh, what are, where we donate, where we physically serve, how we mentally, I mean, the previous two Shabbats talked about a lot of mental things, all of that comes into play when you start having a question of, is this principled? Is this in line with our principle? Because right now, we don't pause to ask that question. In fact, here Guru Sahib is saying, Chino word is used, right? Uh, essentially, this realization has to come enter us. you know. And if this realization doesn't enter, then the illusion, the param will continue, and you will be just happy with the deeds you do, instead of developing the love for the principal deeds. So that's the context. That busyness in the deeds is no answer. It's realization in that busyness that they are not ending my illusions. Hmm. And I need to really change my deeds to some principal deeds. And being in love with that means follow that. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering too, if like in the next line, when the guru says, always collect the remembrance, run away from the great sin. I'm wondering if like remembrance then is kind of being clarified as being one of those principal deeds. Um, and, and also like collect, not to like harp on words, which I love to do, but like collect really 
resonates with me as like being related to what we've talked about in the previous podcast about earning union. So what does it mean to like collect remembrance? To me, that feels like another like word play that is kind of subverting maybe the transactional relationships we've had with, um, yeah, the divine in some way. So I wanted to hear a little bit about that. Like is remembrance part of those deeds and how do you read the like usage of collect in this line? Well, the collect part is easy to understand because we all collect things and things which are continuing our sleep, our ignorance. So here it says, well, how come, I don't know if it is a thing being mentioned. I would say it is the thing being mentioned here to collect, you know, which is Simran, Sada Simran ko. Always collect this. So the number one thing to collect to end this sleep is the remembrance of the one. In the remembrance, the separation will go away. It will start to go away. And not only it will go away, the line actually continues. Whatever your conception of the greatest sins or transgressions or the wrongs you have done to yourself or to others, even they will start to leave. So the so Simran is the important part here. The memory of the one, right? We live with memories. Right now, we put our own pictures and our friends and families all over the place. That's the memory we are generating. Mm. This is saying, how about generating the memory, the remembrance of the one? And always do that. This is what bring, will end their sleep. And this will take care of your biggest story because we always worry about the wrongs we have done. You know, uh, from uh, religions like to call it sins and <laughs> And then, you know, non-religious may call it transgressions or wrong things. You know, legally we use those words now. So that's what's being mentioned here. Mm. They will automatically run away because the memories you are invoking are different. Mm. And always do that. Yeah. So it is not a thing. I think it is the thing being told to us. Got it. Yeah. And then that sort of, I don't know. So then the sort of continuation of that thought is it's through this collection of remembrance and through running away from great sin that we're able to confront death. And I'll read this line because I want to ask you about the way that you've translated a phrase here. Um, so the guru says, such that you don't submit to the pain and the sin, you must confront the death web. And I, that really struck me, like the imagery of that really struck me. Um, and I wanted to ask, like, why you translated it that way? Like, what do you think that is? I can tell you what it evokes for me, which is like, when I think of a web, I think of like, you don't know how you got there and you don't know how to get out. <laughs> like you're, you're stuck. Um, so yeah, I, I just like, it really, I had like a visceral reaction when I, when I read that and I wanted to hear about that word choice. Well, because you now you have escape rooms, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a game we play. Now we are in the escape room of life. And it is much more complicated. And that's the web. It is much more intense. It is terrifying. And this is why the fear amplifies. This is why the pains and sorrows are getting higher and higher. And the the pain and sorrow of separation is not coming out as much. So the, that's what is happening in my mind. You know, that's what was going through my mind when I was 
looking at these lines. So idea is, look, uh, I don't want to end with that note because I know you got fascinated with this line and I, I, I was too, because it says, that who does not submit, who does not offer himself or herself or themselves to the dukh, the pain, the pop, the sin. Kal jalte tago, you know, and the kal jal, the death's web. So that part is important, and but who doesn't get to do that? The one who is always wanting to be in the utter happiness, the comfort, which is the comfort of being in union, then they, you, do, you do what? Harke ras pago. And there comes that word again, because it was about the mentorship. Yeah. It was about the pago part, right? The pago part is that you are going to drench yourself mm. in the flavor of her. This is how you get all the comfort after mentioning that you are fully trapped in this. So, you know, this flavor again is physical. That's why the being, you know, the flavor comes by the, the idea of being colored, being in love, uh, idea of uh, uh, not just... I, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't even know how to explain this because we talk about and we have used this phrase on her so many times that it's all pervading, but one of them is fear eliminator. Mm -hmm. And that trap is a fear. And because we are not experiencing those sentiments yet, mm -hmm. we are only experiencing those poisons. We are not able to appreciate the vastness and the great flavor of the har. Yeah. And this is how Guru Sahib is saying, look, if you come under the mentorship, which will help you experience this, help you taste these new flavors, which will take care of your largest worries and the largest sort of wrongdoings, uh, then let's hold on to that feet. Hmm. Uh, and that's, that's the mentoring. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about kind of the difference in imagery between being like entangled in fear of death or the death web or whatever versus being like drenched in flavor. Mm. Um, because both involve a kind of thing that has kind of taken you over, right? Like they both involve some kind of um, immersion in something, whether it's negative in the case of the web or positive in the case of the drenching. And so it feels like a really beautiful way to end this like message about that is in a way about where we are and what we have the potential to experience. Like those two images I think have really stuck with me. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for sort of expanding on those. Um, and, and let's, let's open it up more. Sure. It ends with that this is open to everyone. Yeah. So when we are being asked to collect hmm. Sangraha of Simran, of Remembrance, it doesn't cost you anything. Hmm. You don't need to go to a particular space or particular school or a particular social strata to be able to afford any of this. Hmm. It actually is saying this flavor is available to everyone. J the other flavors which you've been collecting, you work so hard because they're not available to you. And this mentoring is also available to everyone. Mm. 
but you choose other mentorings, you know, because if you want to make money, you do this. If you're in a particular relationship, you do this. There are different mentors for different things. Mm. But the mentor who's available to everyone is the one we are not acknowledging and realizing. And that's what makes us animal-like. Mm. Yeah. Um... I guess I, w I do want to ask before before I close this, if there's anything that you picked out in this composition that has been kind of echoing in your brain. Um, I know we've talked a lot about a lot of phrases and images, um, and I just wanted to yeah ask. Maybe we've already talked about it. I'm not sure. Yeah, we we talked we talked about some of the phrases, but I I want to come back to the Rahau line here, right? Yeah. That. It's so colloquial uh, that at some point you're going to get up, right? <laughs> Which means Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj is saying, I know, I know the, the world has done a number on you. Yeah. But at some point you'll get up. Mm. And when you do get up, that's when you'll seek that mentorship. So I think the, the, this idea of almost like an informal conversation with the being yeah. And recognizing this prani, this being, the breath in this being, mm -hmm. which is so limited, yeah. is getting used so much on these other collections, you know, for the comforts of what he or she or they consider to be their life's comfort mm -hmm. right now. But the larger comfort, which we all need, which we all realize, those of us who have lived through certain experiences, the ultimate pain is the separation, the mm -hmm. hijr again. And, <laughs> So this idea, like you're saying, I know you're going to get up someday. I know you're going to become attentive about it. And that's what you will seek, the feet in utter humility, the mentorship of the Supreme Being. So this is the greatness and the celebration of Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj. And I'll just remind this to end this. Uh, when you listen to Pai Valveer Singh on this, you know, to me, when I listen to it, Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj is saying this to me. Hmm. And he's, it's actually a very graceful act because Guru is always gracious hmm. while acknowledging and showing to us because we are not able to see the web. You are saying this too, right? <laughs> we maybe see certain nets, but to escape this web, we do need a great mentor. Uh, and the great mentor is the greatest of all, which is the mentor of the Guru, which is the Supreme Being, which is the one. And that's the connection. That's the ending of separation. And that's the union with the one yeah this has been <laughs> this has been great and leaves me with a lot to sort of i don't know if i can say think and feel about but um yeah thank you for sharing your insights and uh and that last kind of yeah that last kind of statement about how colloquial that line is really makes me think like, oh, I've got like a friend who's looking out for me. <laughs> Even if some of the things that I'm being told are harder to hear, I do think this is ultimately like a, a hopeful thing. Um, so the question then for myself is like, will I, <laughs> will I like seek that those feet? Will I seek to be attached to those feet and start that, that process of being mentored? And I think that's something that, um, yeah, I'll have to keep asking myself. Uh, so thank you very much. And I really hope that everyone listening has been able to find some inspiration from this conversation. Um, please do listen to the recordings of both um, the Girtan and the recitation and 
check out the commentaries. This is um, this is something that uh, I think will offer everyone something to sort of hold on to and and think with and walk with. So thank you again, Harinder Singh. Um, please join us next time for our next podcast on Sabbath Four. And in the meantime, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at jasleen.gore at sikri.org. Thank you, Harinder Singh. For a deeper appreciation and connection with the Sabbad, we have added Bible Beer Sing's rendition. We hope you enjoy it. Oh, but
Sick Cast by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path.